Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And welcome to Elijah Streams. It is Thursday, October 19 already. I can't even believe it. 2023. We're going to bring on Lou Engel in just a few moments. Uh, it's been a year or two since we've had Lou on, and uh, this is a very, very important uh, day and time that we're going to, some of the things he's going to be sharing with you about what God is saying to him and has been saying and some events that are coming up that you absolutely must be aware of, especially one a year from now on the mall in DC. But I'm going to, uh, I'll let him share that with you when he comes on. So a uh, quick reminder that Derek Johnson will be with us in the morning, 11 o'clock Pacific on Friday morning. We actually recorded this afternoon. He always is very, very revelatory, not in a prophetic way necessarily, but uh, he is a believer, of course, but he um, has some really good um, intelligence to say, you know, because we, we do him with our Prophets and Patriots segments or episodes. So uh, that will be an episode of Prophets and Patriots tomorrow morning. So don't miss that. Uh, quick reminder. Let's see. Where do I want to tell you? Um, what was the next thing? Oh, this is what we want to do. We, we have a This Happened. Uh, that we run from time to time. And a quick reminder that when we run it, this happened. It's not always saying this was prophesied and this is the absolute one and only fulfillment because most of the things that were given prophetically have multiple fulfillments in multiple places. So uh, it would be more accurate to say this was prophesied by uh, Amanda Grace. And here is one of the many fulfillments that you will see uh, so it's not the end-all fulfillment. That's why we say this happened. This was prophesied, and this um, this you'll see on the news. So without delay, let's go ahead and run that one. Here we go. This happened. Thus says the Lord, there shall be awe in your nation. A stampede of elephants and donkeys shall in this hour be seen, as what is behind the inquiry is exposed, says the Lord. The timing of such things is crucial, my capital children. Watch the timing of a second inquiry, says the Lord, in the den of thieves, says the Lord. For Congress is a den of thieves, says the Lord, all robbing each other and robbing and stripping your nation. Congress shall be sifted if they refuse to operate in righteousness in this hour. I, the Lord, am watching, O Congress, choose wisely in this hour. Choose wisely, O speaker, for it shall be your seat if you do, that's capitalized, not set a foundation of righteousness and truth in this hour. For truth must, that's capitalized, be pursued, says the Lord. It must, that's capitalized. And those in position must pursue it or the serpent shall consume them and there shall be early retirement for many, says the Lord. The office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. An angry gaveling down by the man named as Speaker Pro Tem, meaning he is the temporary Speaker of the House, that is a Congressman Patrick McHenry, a Republican from North Carolina, a close ally of Kevin McCarthy, who is no longer the Speaker of the House. And the last line that she had said is that there will be some early retirements. In other words, uh, Kevin McCarthy, I'm sure, expected to, to have his speakership go on indefinitely uh, and have it not taken away from him. Well, it got taken away from him. I think even the day or two before, he, he basically said, I feel very secure. In, in so many words, he said, oh, I'm going to be fine. I'm not worried about this. And suddenly he was gone. They ushered him out. Uh, on that particular day, they showed this. The camera showed him walking out with the entourage. So he's not out of this. He's not out of Congress, but at least on that day, he left the building. So, uh, so that's interesting. All right, a quick. Uh, and here is a quick uh, reminder of the wonderful, beautiful. Uh, we, they call them boreholes in Uganda, but we we call them freshwater wells. Same thing. So here's a reminder of what you're doing for the the people of Uganda. Every day, people in Africa are faced with an impossible decision. Dirty water or no water at all. No one should have to make that choice. Together, we can help. 
by providing clean water wells. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Thank you so much for all the clean water you're bringing to the people on the earth who don't have the ability to bring it to themselves. Uh, this is what God has called us to do. We are now in like six or seven African countries and looking at some more where we're bringing fresh water wells every um, third day, a new freshwater well. Probably by this time next year, it'll be every other day a new well will be dug because we're accelerating that because of your generosity. We're, we're helping more people. All right, time to bring in Lou Engel. So here we go with Lou. Lou Engel, my friend, how are you? Steve, it's good to be with you. What a great thing to hear what you're doing with the wells. It's That's just, extraordinary. It is just so rewarding. And, you know, we're having so much fun. It's kind of hard to believe God's rewarding us for doing it because it's so fun to do. But, hey, I got to do this. So you, it's been a couple of years since I've had you on there. And I think the last time I said, I know we have a bunch of new people. Maybe many haven't haven't met you before. And I said, and I've told this story before publicly. I, I walked up to you one time, probably 10 years ago. And I said, so, Lou, why do you rock like that? I've just been in Israel and I saw the 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 Israeli people, the the what do we call it? The the ones that are devout. I can't think of the word for it, but they they will do that. And and I and your response is, well, I always have. Talk about that for a minute. Well, yeah, if you look in the picture behind me, it's actually painted for by a friend. It's the Whaley Wall. I I've rocked ever since birth. My mom said I just beat my head against the wall. <laughs> and um you know, they tried to cast out the rocking demon. It didn't leave. It, <laughs> it helps me meditate. It helps me pray. But I was at the upper room in Dallas uh, church there uh, two years ago. I was, I was speaking about Israel. And suddenly the Holy Spirit spoke to me while I'm there uh, I, 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 on the stage. And he said, now you know why you've been uh, uh, rocking for 69 years. Now really? I'm 71. Now you know why you've been rocking for 69 years. I put you in front of the wailing wall, and you did not know it. Wow. Oh, I, oh. Oh. And I, I feel that's my final calling will be to raise up a, a prayer, and I'm doing it even right now on this uh, Esther fast that we're on, praying for Israel, that I'm now mobilizing prayer for Israel. And years ago, uh, these Jewish guys came into IHOP in the prayer room there, International House of Prayer, and said, your lion is abortion, your bear is the homosexual movement, but your Goliath will be the battle for Jerusalem. Whoa. I've just seen the first one fall, Roe v. Wade, after 18 years of prayer. Now I'm on a journey of 100,000 LGBT saved and transformed, raising up intercession, which I'll talk about probably today, and I'm raising up intercession with many others for Israel at this very moment. So now I know why I've been rocking for all well, these very, years. Well, good. Now, let me just kind of remind people of our history or your history. You didn't know me that much, but I mean, we had the Elijah list. Even back then, when we had the Million Man March on the Mall, I don't, I, probably a million didn't come, but a whole lot, many hundreds of thousands came. What, it was like three yeah. or 400,000 at least. That was, what year was that, that the Million Man, do you know? Well, Promise Keepers put a million men in 1997. Okay. Okay. Then I prophesied there's coming a corresponding youth gathering That's of John the Baptist fasting prayer to the mall. And then in 2000, September, uh, basically 23 years ago, we gathered 450,000 mostly young people to fast and pray for 12 hours and began the ministry of the call. So really I was there at that one. And then I was there at the 777 event, which is a stadium event. Yes. Uh, so I've been those, and you had one in Azusa Street. Where, so people that may be new to you don't realize you've done massive events. Your anointing is for that, to gather masses and to fast and pray. And uh, yes. so, well, well, let me have you jump into what's going on now. I, you're one of the best storytellers I've ever known. And all you're doing is telling the truth, but you really make a compelling case. So go ahead and share with us. I see some of your notes here. It's going to be good. Well, well, thank you for letting me share this. 
Um, I prayed a prayer in 1999 that set off this whole thing, a defining prayer that shaped the rest of my life. I prayed, how can I turn America back to God? From that moment on, that prayer on, everything has been geared for me in my own heart to see something that would take place that would turn America back to God. And a woman came to me, uh, Steve, you know the story, uh, within a couple of weeks, I didn't know who she was. And she said, she came to me and she said, you don't know who I am, but the Lord told me to pay your salary this year because wow. you're going to start something with the youth of America in prayer that will change the destiny of the nation. I've always said that I didn't know who she was, but I took her money. She paid my salary for 15 years. Whoa, and, really? And wow. She's 100 years old. She no longer knows me. But I believe that God's keeping her alive to see the greatest awakening and revival come to America. This is what we're dreaming about. And then she said, have you ever thought about putting kids on the mall? And she, I said, yes, I prophesied it. She said, I'll give you $100,000 to start it that launched that movement of the call in, in, in the year 2000. So everything that I've been a part of, Steve, is under the shadow of that dominating prophecy. How can I turn America back to God? So we held gatherings and uh, gatherings, and then three years into it, the Lord spoke uh, spoke to me uh, a, 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 on an airplane that you're going to raise up a prayer movement for the ending of abortion. And then in 2004, we gathered uh, 70 kids to fast and pray in a warehouse, living together, 50 days and 50 nights of intercession, wow. praying that God would raise up pro-life presidents who would raise up pro-life judges who would end Roe v. Wade. Out of that, we went to D.C. and we launched a movement called Bound for Life. And for 18 years, we stood in front of the Supreme Court because a dream had given to us that thousands would gather in D.C. with tape on their mouths with the word life written on it. And because of that dream, we stood there for, 50, for, for 18 years, we stood there praying and pleading the blood of Jesus and taking communion every day, five days a week, sometimes with small numbers, sometimes with larger numbers, but we just stood. And then something happened. Literally, we dreamed, literally, this is Elijah List, the prophetic calling. We dreamed of four judges, two of them by name, uh, 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 John Roberts, who went AWOL until he finally voted on this this last one. We dreamed of Amy Coney Barrett Whoa. and prayed her into being. We dreamed of a man named uh, from New Jersey that would come and be a justice, which we prayed him in. His name was Alito. And we dreamed of Gorsuch that, that a champion would arise. We prayed for the champion. And Gorsuch's name means champion. Whoa. God gave us divine intelligence to give us these judges. And then he called us to fast and pray for a Wilbur force that would rise and end the slave trade of abortion. His name was Trump. And Trump gave us three judges, whether you liked him or not. He gave us three judges that ended the bail altar in America. And Roe is no more. Oh, so Hallelujah. So good. So good. By the way, on that issue, Lou, what, how do you, before we go on, now that, the, now that the Supreme Court has overturned it, now it's back in the States. Is it that do you do, do you start doing abortion 2.0 now and, and go after the States? Or what, what do you do there? Well, actually, after we saw uh, Roe v. Wade fall, we believed it was by the power of the blood. They overcome by the blood of the Lamb. So 18 years of communion. And this per Jesus, I plead your blood over my sins and the sins of my nation. God, end abortion, send revival. After that took place, the Lord began to speak to me. And next year, at the capitals of the United States, the 50 states, we are, we are calling for women to gather to, the, to their capitals on the 11th, 12th, and 13th, which is Esther 4.13. Esther, you cannot remain silent for such a time. And we're going to hold, hold gatherings 
uh, maybe small, maybe some larger, to actually take communion and begin to plead the blood over the blood guilt of 50 states. Wow. Now, because we're still going for it, because, but we're also believing when God ended, we said God end abortion, said revival. We're believing we're on the heels that God will answer the second part of that prayer. Revival come to America. So that's our journey. And uh, it's really, uh, it's, yes. And then there's this, it's called A Million Voices. And I'll, if you allow me, I'd like to tell that story right now. Is that all right, Steve? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So it was in in, in, uh, in um, 2014. I was in Virginia in a gathering uh, to uh, uh, with an agenda to discuss a gathering on the mall. And a dream came that the meeting would be interrupted. And so as we're holding this meeting, uh, uh, Steve, a woman shared her story that every morning she would go and pray in there in, in uh, Virginia at Mary Washington's Rock, a place where Mary Washington prayed for her son, George, every day during the, the, the war and um, uh, during the war for, for his safety. So it's a woman praying for her son that wow. saved and started a nation. This woman shares her story, and I can only explain it like this. A divine explosion took place, a two-hour interruption of the agenda. And the word was this. In, there is coming a million women will go to the mall in Washington, D.C., and it will be a time of great trouble, and it will be time, it will be a last stand for America. And in this last stand, uh, uh, this last stand for America, women will come and they will travail for their children. And it will be Jer Jeremiah 9. Death has climbed through our windows. Call the wailing women and they will cry out to God at this last stand for America and they will save a nation. This was the prophecy. So since 2014, I've lived under the shadow of this dominating prophecy. So then something took place in 2017. And um, in 2017, uh, um, uh, uh, witches rose up on mm. one day worldwide to curse President Trump. Now, I don't know what people think about him, but you've got to ask the question, why would witches rise up worldwide on one day to curse him? I think the spirit realm understood that this man was a danger to the whole setup of the globalistic agenda. And he would raise up possibly uh, judges who would end Roe v. Wade because the blood uh, the blood of the innocents fuels the witchcraft, the mm. powers of darkness over a whole nation. And he would move an embassy to Israel, to Jerusalem, setting wow. off a stage of a new era. So with this in my, on my mind, I'd seen enough uh, to know that God answers prayers. So I went up to Estes Park. My wife heard and saw somewhere, they, they call it Esther's Park. And in Colorado Springs, I went up to f for five days to fast and pray to seek God. On the third night, I have one of the most powerful dreams of my whole mm. life. Wow. And in the dream, I'm in an open air area. And as far as I could see, women are coming from everywhere. Young teenagers, women are coming and they're all coming to hear the book of Esther be taught. And in the dream, I'm saying, this is a revival. It feels like I'm in the midst of an Esther revival. And I'm shocked by it. And in the dream, I'm the only man there with my uh, prayer partner. He gives me an old Bible, which now I understand from the dream, that I was to be given the calling of an ancient call and an ancient war with uh, uh, with the calling of Mordecai to literally call forth this movement that you're looking that I'm looking at right now and in the dream a woman stands up and she's teaching the book of Esther 
And she says, in the book of Esther, these two words in the book of Esther actually mean Nazgul. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. I explode out of the dream, instantly knowing what it means, because I watched The Lord of the Rings, the third part of that trilogy in which the Nazgul Witch King is destroying the armies of men Hmm. and says, no man can kill me, but the king's daughter takes off her helmet lets her hair down and says, I am no man. And she pierces the Nazgul witch king and destroys it. I wake up out of the dream and I understand God is going to raise up an Esther movement that have authority over the witchcraft, the feminine goddess witchcraft. And she will get breakthroughs against abortion and she will take get a breakthrough against um, uh, against the powers of darkness, and she will gain authority over anti-Semitism. Wow, wow! Which is going on right now? The yeah. Esther movement. We're in the days of it right now. I came out of this dream knowing somehow there is coming a movement of Esthers and Mordecais that will be used to turn America back to God. Here comes the amazing syncretity of God, because it was in 2017, God spoke to a woman that I didn't know named Jenny Donnelly, who I, uh, Jenny Donnelly, and God spoke to her, there's coming a million women, you're going to mobilize a million women to pray. And then the Lord began to speak in 2020, they're going to go to the mall, and people begin to speak to her. There's this guy, Lou Engel, that's speaking the same message as you are. So she holds a gathering in Estes Park, not Whoa. even not even knowing that I had my encounter. She invited me to come because, because she had heard about me. I didn't go because I didn't know who she was. But something, but then we connected in Portland in 2022. And I stepped into a firestorm, 1,500 women in a tent, and the fires of revival and prayer was so incredible. The calling to fasting. These people fast more than I do. These women are radicals. Yeah. And they're calling for, they're calling for, we're calling for 250,000 prayer hubs, women's prayer gatherings. And all of this is taking place. So we begin to communicate along with my spiritual daughters who have carried this for years. And then this is where the kicker is, Steve, the brilliance of God. I'm flying to a gathering with Cheon in Pasadena where he is commissioning apostles. And I am going there as I'm flying there on, on April 13th. I'm reading a book about seizing your divine moment by Mark Batterson chasing the lion. And I get to the point where it says, there comes a defining moment where you cannot be too late or too early. But when it comes, you must seize that moment. To miss it is to miss everything that changes and shapes the destiny even of whole generations. Mm, wow. When I have this encounter, I'm having an encounter, I begin weeping on the plane, trying to hide my tears. And the Lord says, you don't have tomorrow. Today, you push go. You have no money. You have only a few staff. But you don't, you don't have tomorrow. Push go. And if I don't come through, you're a dead man. And I, I'm having this encounter, just weeping on the plane. I have to get on another plane, and I'm uh, and I'm sitting in the window seat, and I pray, Lord, this Esther million women on the mall, Lord, cannot be Democrat or Republican. Yeah. It's got to be mothers crying out for their kids and teenagers, Gen Z, praying out for their praying for their friends. Please, Lord, confirm to me right now that the African-American mothers will come and fight for their children in prayer. Well, I, I, I sit in the uh, seat. A black lady s s 
comes and sits next to me. She's reading a book. I can't see the title. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, what book are you reading? She turns it toward me. It's called The Esther Anointing. Oh, man, are you kidding? No, I'm, I'm in shock and awe. I get to the meeting that night, and who is Cheon commissioning into her apostolic calling? Jenny Donnelly. It's 4.13, and my wife texts Jenny and says, do you realize the date? It's Esther 4.13. Mordecai says to Esther, do not think because you're in your palace you can escape. If you're silent, if you remain silent, God will raise up someone in your own, someone else, but you and your house will perish. 4.13, it's Mordecai calling the Esther movement. The next morning, I preached on 414. Who knows for such a time as this, Esther 414. And Cindy Jacobs was there. She got up on that stage with leaders from around the world, women, and a bomb dropped. And she began to call forth the mama bears to fight for their children because really we're, we're at a last moment stand. And at that moment, It was a divine explosion, which brings to the next part. I was on a Zoom with Jenny. We begin to mobilize a million women. Real quick, is she the one? Is she from Oregon then? She lives in Oregon. She's an Oregonian. Yeah, yes, she's in Oregon. She's right. She's 30 minutes or 45 minutes from you. Yeah, that's that's really good to hear. You mentioned that earlier on the other call, and I thought, wow, we got an Oregonian that's part of this. Steve, if I could ask you, if I could ask you, bring her on to your show yeah, yeah. because she's she's amazing. Wow. But well, here's what know. happened. In Peru, there was this thing that happened called Don't Mess With Your Kids, Our Kids, a movement that basically the government was saying you cannot, you, you cannot oppose your children's pronouns, that you can go to jail. If you don't allow the, we're going to take parental rights away. If you don't allow them to explore their transgender issues, and what happened in Peru is the church rose up and basically said, "You can send us to jail, but we're taking a stand. We're not going to allow you to have our kids." And what happened was millions went to the streets. Wow! And it created a. A, an eruption, a mass movement that George Soros said, we are wasting our money here. We're removing our, 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 our stuff out of Peru. And the two top leaders were removed from office. And then here's the crazy thing. I'm talking to you the other day, and you heard, I think, from Johnny Enloe of a yeah. movement, don't mess with our kids. The man from Peru came and met with Jenny Donnelly, myself, and a gathering of 5,000 women shared the vision that women are not going, it's, yeah, don't mess with our kids. And it, it's basically, it's not just praying and fasting, Esther, going to the mall, fasting and prayer in this Esther movement, which is powerful to deal with the heavenly realms. Yeah with the esters and the fastings that we will be calling. But she has to go public, and she's got to go before the king and risk her life. And we believe this is Esther's public stand. I was just in Argentina, Steve, just two days ago. I talked about the homosexual movement, and they have to silence. They have to take parts of my message out, because in Argentina— they shut your church down if you say anything on this subject. This is where we're going in America. But why don't we stand now and dare to believe that God can stand with a mass movement of Esther's and Mordecai's saying, no, don't mess yeah. with our kids. Yeah. So so we, we've launched this, and she's carrying this movement. I would encourage you, anyone on Monday mornings, at, at, at 10 o'clock Pacific time, or is it 9 o'clock Pacific time? Oh, Lord, help me. 10 o'clock Pacific time. Go to hervoicemovement.com or go Don't Mess With Our Kids, and you can hear her tell, hear, 
me and I, it's me and I, she and I tell our story. I'm telling the story of the solemn assembly, the mass mobilization, the shifting of history. She's telling the story of Esther's public stand. I'm believing that God may do something in these days that could actually raise up a mass movement to shift things. So this is where we're at. A million voices dot us. A million voices on the mall. We're believing, and we haven't gotten the permit yet. People pray for us. Yeah. We're believing that October 12th, next year, the Day of Atonement, we will hold one of the greatest communion services in history. And we will apply the blood on the Day of Atonement when the veil is ripped, when the high priest goes in, apply the blood, and we're believing the blood of Jesus will judge the gods of Egypt once more. That it's not that we'll apply the blood to our families, to our own lives, and to our nation, but we believe the, bl the blood speaks into the heavenly realms and judges the gods. We're going to have a million women groaning and tra travailing for their children. And if we have time, I might tell the, the Bob Jones story of a yeah, prophecy. Ahead, about that. By the, by, while you're talking, by the way, you're telling all this, and I'm literally hearing... Um, um, in the spirit, there's a lot of women wailing right now, listening to this. They're on their face and on their knees. And man, I'm just like, uh, you just touched a nerve in the right kind of way, every kind of way. So man, a lot of people watching this right now are already wailing. I can hear it. Well, I, I, I believe this is the time of the whale. Even now in Israel, it's, it's the Esthers are, are wailing for yeah. their children. Our, our, our vision was a million women on the mall will lead to a million women on the wall. We're seeking to do an app that could have Esthers worldwide praying 24-7 till Jesus returns. It's a big project. Praying day and night in front of that wall, interceding. Come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, and also, Lord. Uh, I was in front of the whale. I was midway between the wailing wall and the back uh, wall of the of that great uh, plaza. There, I, I was sitting in a plastic church uh, chair, white chair, all by myself. There was another white chair right next to it, facing me, and a Jewish girl. 18-year-old comes and sits in it and is just staring at me. I'm thinking, what? what's this pretty Jewish girl looking at an old dude? <laughs> I ask her, what's your name? She says, Hadassah. Oh, man, that's the Esther's name, right? Yes. I start, I start telling her about Esther. I'm weeping with her. It's an amazing conversation. And I said, Esther saved her people. And she said, I want to save my people, but I have no one to save me. And I knew the Lord was saying, I want to raise up an Esther movement to save all those Esther Jewish girls, to save the children of Israel. And I think now what's going on with Hamas, which is really, we had a dream that this, there was a pandemic, a, a, pan, a global pandemic of the spirit uh, of anti-Semitism and that Hamas was the spirit of Haman. We're in a travail. We're, I'm on a three-day Esther fast right now, praying, restrain Haman. On the third day, let Esther arise and bring her down. So I think these both things were in the days of an Esther movement and a Mordecai movement. Men loving their wives, stirring them to believe, to go into high places of leadership. Uh, these are great days. Oh, so I forget where I was, but Steve. Well, I mean, you know, you, you can you can jump in almost anywhere on that. So uh, while we're there and while you're uh, thinking about where you want to go next, we're going to talk about the Bob Jones prophecy. I think you wanted to tell that. But in a minute, yes. I want to put the, the link up where people can don't can people donate into this million man uh, into the, the million. What, what do you call it? It's a million. Uh, a million voices dot us can they donate into that now to prepare because that's a very expensive thing right oh my goodness it's gonna it's gonna cost us millions yeah. but i believe it's worth it yeah and I, I don't know if i'm allowed to say that but you were the first one well, you know go ahead and tell that one story because one day i stopped and wrote you a, an email do you remember what that was 
Yeah, you said uh, you said what what are you doing? Are you are what's your project that you're on now? Because I would like to donate to it. Yeah, and I had said it's it's something bigger than normal that you that most people don't know about yet uh, that you you're going to need financing for. And I was like, and then I forget, then I dropped it. I thought, well, I've done my job, and a day or two went by, and then we got in touch with each other, and as it turned out. And I'll just tell our own people because those of our viewers are watching you just gave Lou Engel the first 200000 to get this thing going. It's going to cost millions, but you, our viewers, did that. Um, and it was stunning because when I told you that, I says, well, then I'm going to give you 200000 And you said I had just told my wife that if or so or your staff that if you had at least 100000 you could begin the work on this. And so we gave you we gave you a double uh, portion of that without realizing, you know. So uh, I just want to really bless our people that did that because uh, when you bless us, we then took it and did, and put it into this. So that's really. I, I can't thank you and your people enough. The two things I'm running with is the Great Communion Revival, and and this issue with this Esther gathering for 100,000 LGBT and the salvation of our children. These are the two things. They all converge on that mall. You gave me 100,000 to start a co the communion movements that I'm doing now, communion gathering. We gathered 3,500 people in Colorado for a, eight, a, a six or an eight-hour communion gathering. Yeah. It was glorious, and it's I'm doing communion gatherings. It's the blood of Jesus. It's our weapon. And it's our bringing us together around the table. But then you double portion with what you've just launched for this gathering. And it's just a confirmation to me uh, that the, the prophetic movement is getting it. Yeah, and, and, so you know, thank I almost, you. Uh, and if it's okay for me to tell this part, your wife was there. Um, I, I only talked to you on the phone. It wasn't Zoom. And your wife was there with you. And then she spoke up when I said that, because of course, remember, I'm telling the people, this is you, our viewers did this. And I said, we're going to give you 200,000. And your wife said, Steve Lewis, you just broke. He just broke and you began to weep. So oh. I didn't see it. So had she not told me, I might not have known. I can't remember if it was in your voice, but I went back and looked at that email. And as God is my witness, I hardly remembered saying the things that I said, but I described something bigger that that people don't know about yet that you need a lot more money of that you have and i and and i I thought, man, I said all of those things. I was done at looking at my own thing, you know, and then I got a a text from someone I think from Jenny Donnelly, she met somebody that said, hey, uh, Steve uh, Steve uh, Schultz thinks that we should have something called don't mess with our kids here in the United States. You had said that. So yeah. it was like this mega divine convergence. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the story. The story is our, our assignment has been in America to end abortion. And I don't know what all that means, but we've seen Rofel. That was our assignment. Yeah. Secondly, Bob Jones had a trance encounter in 1989 when he saw 100,000 LGBTQ being saved, transformed by the power of God. He said it was only the first wave of a great revival. He said, I saw AIDS being healed. These became the greatest worshipers, those who had come out of this 100,000. And he, and he said to us, there are the eagles that fly in the heavens, the prophets who see revelation. But unless you have the wild geese flying in V formation in the second heavens, breaking through principalities and powers, you will not see the manifestation of the eagle's prophecy. He's, do you understand? Is that yeah. clear? I think that's yeah. clear. Yeah. He said, Lou, your tribe are the wild geese. Whoa. Whoa. And he said, this prophecy of 100,000 is, is hanging, waiting for an intercessor. And he gave us this commission. I've been praying for, uh, 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 since uh, for 20 years now. Uh, I think for 19, 19 years now, we've been praying for this 100,000. 
but something took place uh, concerning this and the women's gathering on the mall. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. So we did a 40-day season of fasting at the beginning of this year. And um, I, and the first dream that we had the first night, a woman named Mrs. Fast, I think at this fasting women's really? movement, Really? Has a dream since my son David will lead you to the boundary line of blood. My friend wakes up out of the dream, goes to where David fights Goliath, and he fights him in a place called Ephesdamim, the boundary line of blood. This is where we fight the giants of our culture, by the, by the blood of the covenant. And... We begin praying a boundary line of blood over this 100,000 LGBT. Lord, for 40 days, we're praying this boundary line of blood. There's something to the power of the blood. A friend of ours in Northern California, his wife, before a church service at night, went in front of her door and poured out wine in front of the door and said, I'm drawing a boundary line of blood. That night, a witch was in the meeting, and the preacher called her out. And she freaks out, screaming, runs out of the building, out the front door, and the pastor's wife follows her. The witch says to her, I left my purse in there. Can you go get it for me? And the woman, the pastor's wife, says, well, you can go get it. And the witch said, you know I can't go in there. It's this boundary of line of blood that you've drawn. Whoa, are you serious? There's coming oh, a revelation man. of the power of the blood, not just in communion for ourselves, but when in Egypt they applied the blood, not just enjoyed the blood, applied it. They didn't realize it wasn't just for their family. It judged the gods of Egypt. I think something's coming with communion that is going to loose the great revival. More to that, but here's the thing. At the end of that 40-day fast, and I didn't do it on all on water, but it was it's one of those times, almost every fast I've done, I get my marching orders. And I said to the Lord one night here in Colorado, Lord, you gave us revelation concerning the life tape and communion to yeah. bring down abortion in front of the Supreme Court. Would you give me a dream tonight that gives me the key to unlocking the door to 100,000 LGBT saved. I have a dream. It's two words, but it's an explosion. I know it's God, and it's Delta Factor. I explode out of the dream, and I said, God, I know that's you, but I have no clue what this means. So, Lord, if I'm your friend, please give me another dream. I'm going back to sleep. And tell me what Delta Factor means. By the way, I love what you just said. Thank you for sharing that part because people are going to be so encouraged. If I'm your friend, tell me more. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Well, I actually, I actually said at the beginning before, I, I said, my friend Chris Berglund always gets dreams, but I want to be your friend too. Oh, look at that. Would you give me a dream to give me the key? I go back to sleep and I have a dream. I'm in a hallway. And a high-level military officer, maybe a general, filled with kindness but strength. I wonder if it's the captain of the hosts of heaven. And I say to him, excuse me, sir, what is the delta factor? And he says, it's the leader of a million. Whoa. <laughs> There's your million-man march or your, your million women. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's you mobilize a million esters to the mall in a last stand and they'll pray for their children and I will begin to save their LGBTQ that they're groaning over right now. I didn't know what delta factor means. Delta is the Greek symbol of the alphabet that means change. It's a change factor. There's a movement in Bethel, that is called changed, of testimonies of LGBT who have been really? saved and transformed by the power of God. 
I believe Jenny Donnelly is a Delta factor. Yeah. And I want to just say today, I believe Elijah List could be a Delta factor. It's why you've put, you're putting me on twice a month yeah. to mobilize. You started it. Let's end it. Yeah. All of your listeners, mobilize, mobilize, mobilize. Yes, and this is, what, this is what caught me. I was reading a book by Francis Frangipane called This Day We Fight. Oh, yeah. You remember it. Oh, yeah. And it's from the book, the story, don't, uh, 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 the, return, uh, uh, the Return of the King, the, this, what, the, what it is, the trilogy. What's, what's the whole thing is called? But Yeah, I can't, I can't think Lord of Lord of the Rings. Thing. Oh, is this the Three Battlegrounds trilogy? No, is that what it no, was? No? no, it's in his book, don't, uh, in his, his book, uh, um, This Day We Fight, okay. or Aragon, the king says, This Day We Fight. Yeah, okay. And in the book, he says that I researched every revival that I could know to see if there was a prayer movement that preceded it. And I found a prayer movement that preceded every revival except one, the Jesus movement of the 70s. Really? I could not find an organized prayer movement. So I went to the Lord, he said, and I said, Lord, why didn't you have a prayer movement before this Jesus movement of the 70s? And the Lord said, oh, I had my prayer movement. <laughs> you see, the mothers of America were losing their kids to the mm. countercultural revolution of the 60s. And in the book it says, and God said, and I raised up a million women to pray for their children that they were being lost to that counterculture. Oh, and I answered them with the 70s. And the Lord spoke to me, you're going to raise up a million women. They'll cry for their children in a countercultural revolution far worse than the 60s. And I am coming to save. And the LGBT will be like the hippies of the, of the Jesus movement that got saved. I am coming, and I'm going to demonstrate my love and power to America one more time with possibly the greatest awakening I've ever seen. This is what I'm believing for. Those women will cry for their children. Then they'll be in prayer hubs, and we're going to fight for the soul of the nation. And the last thing I'll say is this. I had a dream during the January 6th debacle. I don't know exactly the date, right around that time. And in the dream, I was the president of the United States. Which is, a, in the natural, that would be a joke. That would be a disaster. <laughs> well, you'd be a praying president. Yeah, well, but it's, it, it, it actually is this. I believe, and this is my thoughts. In the, in the dream, my, my whole administration is in chaos. Yeah. But there's a massive gathering on the mall. Oh, look at that. I can't even see who they are. I just know they're there, maybe a million people. And in the dream, I say to, to my assistant, I don't know what to say. And he says, well, I don't know, but you're supposed to speak right now. So I step up to the podium. I lift my hands because I don't know what to say. And the gathering, the massive crowd begins chanting, revival, revival, revival. What if the church gains spiritual authority? I'm doing a year-long type Daniel fast because I feel like it's the time to gain authority over kings. Now, I, I, I'll, I'll fail in parts of it. But I know that God has said, this is your year to enter into your Daniel calling to win the battle of the heavens in America and in Israel. There is a 21-day Daniel fast going on for my friend, Asher and Trader, in around the world right now, going for, for Israel. What if this year of Esther preparation could bring down the Haman spirit that is loosing these ideologies that we're going to stand publicly against in don't mess with our kids. Yeah. What if, what if we could actually gain authority over the elections of the president? Yeah. Oh yeah. Haman fell when Esther fasted. And what if this gathering on the mall, believing God for the day of atonement, we haven't gotten the permit yet. We're believing God that God yeah. will give us revival. That's my story, Steve. 
That's amazing. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say the number that you gave me, uh, that the actual cost, like you said, you, have, you don't have the permit yet, but when it comes, and we believe it will, you said that's going to be a six to $10 million hit to, to, yes. to put that on, which if the right, if the, if God anoints the enough number of people at $10 a piece or $50 a piece, that's easy, <laughs> but it requires a little bit from everybody. But it's not that much when everybody chips in. So that's, and that, this is the place, louangle.kindful.com. Go there. That's where we're going to go ahead and start taking donations. Now, every um, twice a month, we're going to bring Lou on. We're going to get an update on how things are going. Uh, and I know every time you come on, there'll be more updates and more dreams and all of that. I want to ask you a quick question, and then I'm going to ask you to pray. But just give me a couple minutes on... I saw in your earlier notes on that that you had sought the Lord to ask him if you had been unloving or unforgiving or something as it relates to LGBTQ and all of that. Uh, but I didn't see the results because I was just scanning. What did the Lord reveal anything to you or was it just a general I'm repenting if there's something to repent about? What, what are your thoughts it, on that? Yes, I've had a long, long journey on uh, on on this issue with people. Okay. And I've prayed constantly, Lord, help me represent you rightly. Because anything, if you take a stand, like I did with Prop 8, and we won Prop 8 marriage between a man and a woman, but the judges overruled it. Oh. I called a stadium full, 34,000 people, and a 40-day fast in Cal, uh, across California, Along with uh, Jim Garlow mobilizing on the ground and many others, we saw a major victory on, uh, in 2008, but it was overturned by the judges. Um, from that point on, you know, I have been, I've been hated. Mm. And things took place in Uganda that was misrepresented. And I, I became aligned with the Uganda laws talking about um, what you call, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, 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 the penalties, the punishments that the Uganda. But I made a statement, Uganda had the right to restrain that, that LGBT the nations were putting pressure on it. And I probably should have said the church should be repenting for their own sins and That's represented right. Jesus better uh, 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 better. And uh, a friend came with me and said, Lou, you spoke to the leaders and you said uh, uh, that we're, we're not in agreement with these harsh penalties. He said, I don't remember it. My friend uh, actually said, Lou, I was with you. You said this. Whatever the case, since that, I've been marked as a gay hater. And none of that is in my heart. My heart is to stand against the ideology because it's created what happens right now. We're losing freedom of speech, uh, freedom, of, uh, freedom of religion over this very issue. But, um, but our hearts, we have fasted. I sent my, my son and a team for three years to San Francisco doing six nights a week, uh, uh, six nights a week, night watches, young 20-sons, weeping over the LGBT community, bringing them into their homes. Yeah. That's always been our heart. Yeah. Um, but I've asked forgiveness publicly, I think, at the call Berkeley for uh, not representing Jesus rightly and not uh, and not speaking, uh, uh, misspeaking at times and not sharing the dimension of the love of God, uh, uh, love of God. And so but it, it, it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm a marked man wherever I go and bring this subject up. It's. I mean, I, 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 I was in, I was in the news with Kanye West because he was coming to a gathering, uh, a, a stadium gathering, and they're basically the news Newsweek Time magazine. Uh, uh, Kanye West is joining with the gay hater Lou Engel. It, it, it just explodes. But I'm believing that the Lord's going to redeem it, and I think in some ways the Lord put me into this. That I would bear this. And years ago, I was preaching on this, and a, a guy with same-sex desire stands up and interrupts me and says, you have no right to tell us, those who are struggling with LGBTQ same-sex desires, 
You have no right to tell us we can't have our rights. If you can't give us the freedom that Jesus promises in the Bible. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm believing now is the time. Yeah. I mean, because anyone that hears that, I just heard it and I'm going, man, that's a, you know, if there's such thing as a correct accusation, maybe that was correct. If we haven't been able to give them freedom, but it's like the, the almost but not yet situation where God has promised us. And Bob Jones said, how many, how many would come to the Lord uh, from the 100,000, just the first wave. They would be the greatest intercessors, the greatest lovers of God. He said many would not be married because they were in bridal love with Jesus. Oh, wow. Can we pray this? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Luke. Go ahead and pray whatever's on your heart right now. Go go for it. Well, on this three-day fast, I've been praying that it's impossible with man, but possible with God. Father, I am asking Mm. you're the God who speaks and you set movements into place and you cause the word of the Lord to go forward. I'm asking you what men can't do. You would blow the trumpet. It would be your sound of a million Esthers and Mordecais going to the mall to save a nation. Maybe shift the elections. I'm crying. Even as I pray this, that women, even listening to this, will be stirred to mobilize and to take their place in the great challenges of history, as in the days of Esther and Haman and Mordecai, for the Jewish people and for the children, the youth of America. I am asking in Jesus' name that you would raise up a movement of withstanding the ideologies that are demanding our children, and that there would be a mass awakening on don't mess with our kids, and that these two things, massive fasting and prayer, pleading the blood of Jesus over our families and the nation, and a public stand, if we die, we die, but fight for America's children. I am asking you, stir stir Esther's all across the nation. I pray even this, this, uh, this podcast will explode all over the place in Jesus' name. And I am crying out to you that, God, you would give us the children of America, those dying of opioids, those kids that are so confused in, in transgenderism and, 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 and not understanding their identity. I, I pray and I claim before you, with my prophetic friends on this line. God, Bob Jones, believe the prophet and you succeed. I claim 100,000 LGBTQ saved, loved, transformed by the power of God. I am praying that, Lord, such encounters of deliverance in a moment and those who struggle long-term, that you would give them endurance to stand, having done everything to stand. I pray that you'd hear the prayers of moms and dads who are crying for their children, not just not just in the LGBT, but kids, the Christian kids that are lost and backslidden. Amen. I am asking something stronger than the 70s Jesus movement. I believe the last great awakening we've really had beyond the revivals of Toronto, it was a massive spiritual awakening. We cry out, revival, revival, revival. And we would beg you, God, though we don't deserve it, grant us a reprieve in the elections to come next year, the 24th anniversary of the first call, the same time, uh, at the same time, who shall Psalm 24? Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? There will be a massive preparation, prayer, seeking your face, that we could go and have authority over the elections. I'm asking God, raise up this movement that could break through and give us a moment, another four years of mercy, mercy, mercy. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. You got lewingle.com there for Lou's site. Put that donation link up one last time there. Really want to encourage lewingle.kindful.com. You begin to sow into this. Give, uh, encourage Lou 
through through your sewing so he'll see this the the intensity of the interest that there is and you know we've got one year to prepare and keep praying for them to get that permit how yes. is it is it an open is it do you have any control of when this uh thing is approved or not or well, not not really. There's another. Uh, uh, there's a guru that had it, but he's dropped out. And another company got it two weeks before us and held it for two weeks. So it goes right to the twelfth, to the twelfth. So right now we're praying, Lord, we claim that day, yeah. the day of atonement. Steve, I've got to go to a a, a prayer meeting, a strategic prayer meeting right now. I can't thank you enough. You're very for- very welcome, and I'll let you go. Uh- Lou and in fact we'll just sign off together at the same time because I know you got it right God bless you thank we'll, you we'll so see much. you again in a couple of weeks Lou okay uh, let's do it in the meantime we pray all right see you later have a great day we'll see you all tomorrow Bye. thanks so much Bye. this has been Elijah Streams thanks for listening for more episodes like this you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple Google and Spotify Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.